Today our text, 2 Samuel 7, 1-17, presents David operating from a position of comfort. He is not running from Saul. In fact, he has replaced Saul and he is now king of Israel. David is now the most important citizen in the nation. He has achieved his life's ambition and he is now enjoying the trappings and material comfort of the royal family. He is now operating from a position of power and comfort. He has arrived. David as king can justify his material prosperity on the basis of his military contribution to the success of the nation. He has fought many battles from the time he was a youth and there is no one who could question his commitment to the nation. The text tells us that David had a reflective moment as he thought about his social, financial, and economic position relative to that of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. David noted that he was now experiencing economic stability. He was now living in a secured home, no more intent. He noted that he was and the nation's people were no longer nomadic and they were more established as a people. He noted, however, that the Ark of the Covenant, which symbolized the presence of the Lord among them, was still housed in a tent. David, in this reflective moment, bring us to a place to consider our own position of prioritizing the kingdom of God. Do we adopt the Gentile philosophy of life to eat, drink, and be merry? in the face of our material prosperity? The scripture has highlighted the experience of Gentile kings who, having achieved much economic, social, infrastructural, and military success, became proud and haughty and called attention to themselves and boasted about their accomplishment. Nebuchadnezzar was lifted up in pride, feeling that there was no one on the face of the earth as powerful and, and as important as he was. There was no mention of God who would have been gracious and generous to allow for his accomplishment. Pharaoh of Egypt displayed an attitude that he was supreme, even as he resisted the request of Moses for him to release the Israelites to go and worship God at Mount Sinai. The scripture also highlighted a businessman, a farmer, who had a bountiful crop, who suggested that he would tear down his existing storehouse and replace it with a larger one, even as he told his soul to be at ease and rest in the midst of economic prosperity. Like David, we need to reflect on our attitude to and our philosophy of material prosperity. Jesus spoke to the matter when he related a story in Luke 14, 15 to 24, of an invitation to a feast, and many of the invitees placed economic and social factors as priority rather than accepting his invitation to dine with him. As the Lord blessed us, 
He has expectations that we will enjoy our blessings while making his kingdom priority in our lives. Jesus taught us in Matthew 6.33 to make the kingdom of God priority in our lives and all we need will be added. How are we doing in this aspect of our lives? What can we learn from King David's example regarding how we may treat with the economic blessings God has bestowed upon us? What attitude and actions should characterize our lives as we respond to God's blessings and provisions in our lives? May I point you to David's response? King David was careful to make time in his busy schedule to engage in public worship of God. King David didn't allow his royal status to prevent him from engaging in public worship. He identified with the people and influenced them to public worship towards God. He participated, even led the dance expressions of thanks and praise to God. Even when his engagement in this public worship offended his wife. The sight of the Ark of the Covenant of God brought expressions of joy to the heart of David. The abiding presence of God among his people was reason enough to praise God. David, upon reflection of Psalm 100, gave unhindered, unrestrained worship to God, acknowledging that God is good and his mercies endures forever. Secondly, King David was careful not to allow anything or anyone to hinder his worship. When his outer court became an hindrance to his passionate worship of God, he laid it aside. He was determined that nothing would hinder him from expressing his praise and thanks to God for his goodness towards him, his family, and his nation. Thirdly, David committed his resources to build a house for the Ark of the Covenant of God. Having delivered the children of Israel from Egypt, the Lord instructed Moses to build the Ark of the Covenant of God in which the tablets of the Ten Commandments were to be placed. The ark was a symbolic representation of the abiding presence of the Lord among the people, even while they were going through their wilderness experience. David, by his example, has reminded us of the need for constant reflection on God's presence and provisions among us. David reminded us that we are stewards of the resources that the Lord has blessed us with and we are to make our resources available to the disposal of the Lord. We are to intentionally and willingly, without reservation, place our resources at the disposal of the Lord as we work to advance the kingdom. Our time, talent, and treasure are to be unreservedly given to the Lord. Let us recommit today in the words of the song, Take my life and let it be Consecrated, Lord, to thee Take my moments and my days Let them flow in ceaseless prayers Above all, 
take my silver and my gold, not a mite will I withhold. Amen.